नमस्ते ओम सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यम करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमाविद्विषावहै ओम शांति 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 सो ऑल देर इज इज दिस आत्मा विच इज वी हैव बीन डिस्कसिंग ऑफ द नेचर ऑफ द विटनेस ऑफ एवरीथिंग एंड द सब्जेक्ट विच इज द आत्मा विच इज द विटनेस in relation to this universe this manifest universe which which it is capable of witnessing the other thing to remember that we discussed is that whatever that i can witness is mithya we covered some big concepts satyam that which exists mithya that which exists afterwards meaning it depends upon satyam for its existence all names and forms of the universe in the universe that we encounter are empty without sat the sat allows them to borrow it so it's a borrowed existence which you know the name and form comes and amplifies it amplifies the existence by making that particular aspect you know come alive in a certain way it animates it and you know but sat is sat whether it is you know without name and without form it is still sat with name and with form it is still sat and this is what shweta ketu is told sadeva somya idam agre asit before all this came into being there was one thing alone and that was sat and tat sat that sat tvamasi you are that sat because that sat was unchanging then and what what kind of a sat was it ekam advitiyam ekam sat advitiyam sat non dually one sat and this sat alone was alone is and alone will be and it happens to be you and how do i understand this sat <laughs> you know look at the karya look at the effect and then the karana is is you know inheres the effect the cause inheres the effect if you just look at the effect like even ekena mrutpindena sarvam mrinmayam vignatam iva bhavati you take one lump of clay and you study the clay you don't have to do a phd on every single part right ha huh. because then the clay can exist as a part it is still recognized as clay it can exist in the form of lid but that existence also belongs to clay not to the lid it can exist as a figurine it can exist as a jug it can exist as a as a goblet it can exist as a lump on the wayside it doesn't matter what form and what name it takes and how it is manifest if if one knows the clay one is aware of the entire earthenware world 
the whole world of earthenware comes to light because the knowledge of the clay is is gained similarly this knowledge of the atma is not a small thing because once you know the atma one knows everything as it were because everything is nothing but atma and so just like you know the pot and the clay and same thing gold and ornament ornament is gold gold is not ornament you know the pot the whole pot is nothing but clay but the reverse doesn't hold true you cannot say clay is nothing but pot because clay is free to be anything because it is not any one thing in particular it can be everything and so to this sat which happens to be chit which is an all knowing sat and that sat that sat vamasi you know shwetaketo uddalaka the father of shwetaketo gives him this teaching and this is you know this is what in the vision of the shastra the bhagavad gita and the upanishad we have to understand this because without this background knowledge even this verse that we are studying will not make sense but then equipped with this knowledge and this is where we left off uh, you know yesterday equipped with this knowledge we still have a kind of a doubt okay i am sat wonderful i am that which is the cause of the universe i am wonderful everything is nice but life is not so wonderful why because i have a backache because i have you know money problems i have credit card debt i have you know so one person will say because i have no children the other person will say i have too many children the third one will say i have the right amount of children but they don't you know they are good for nothing they are they are just uh, a waste of time and then i have a job it's too hectic crazy frenzied oh at least you have a job i don't have a job <laughs> i'm unemployed and the third one says i'm underemployed fourth one says i'm unemployable i have no qualifications for a job because all that i know has become obsolete i have no qualifications at all and so therefore you know i can't even think about a job third one says i am so independently wealthy i don't need a job but i'm bored so like this there seems to be something that is missing you know when we understand this uh, swarupa lakshana of brahman swarupa lakshana means the the nature of the atma the nature of the atma which happens to be brahman which happens to be the cause of the universe when you understand the swarupa the nature meaning that which is existent that which is always existent without depending on any other thing there seems to be something not quite right you know in terms it should be enough to liberate me from this feeling of insecurity from this feeling that you know i'm not a shreshtha from this feeling that i have you know i have to gain a lot of things from this insecurity from this desire for leadership from this desire to be led from this desire for you know to be told what to do to be to belong all these things should not be there because i should be liberated from that because this knowledge is a knowledge that liberates 
but yet there is something you know missing in the realm of the daily experience the daily experience leaves something to be desired and what is that that is because we don't we have not seen the, uh, the because the definition is incomplete we haven't seen the the second definition a concomitant definition along with this which is what tatastha lakshana tatastha lakshana means the uh, definition of that cause of the universe in relation to mithya what does that cause of the universe look like how do satyam and mithya interact with one another <laughs> you know the owl and the pussy cat went to sea in a little pea green boat you know there is a poem like that and they took some money uh, and some honey wrapped in a 5 pound note and then you know the the owl or the pussy cat one of them proposed to the other and they didn't have a ring and then a pig came on the ship on their little boat and then offered its nose as the ring because it's got a round tip so like this you know even the that is possible the owl and pussy cat can get married <laughs> but what kind of a relationship can satyam and mithya have this is something which is very very interesting but then like i said mithya is that which cannot be dismissed it cannot be affirmed neither can it be affirmed nor can it be dismissed you know and so this this whole thing has to be has to be understood from the standpoint from another standpoint tatastha lakshana from the standpoint of this atma this satchid ananda atma in relation to the the karya the karana and the karya how do they interact what is the relationship between the karana and the karya in other words what is the relationship between the cause which is sat and the effect which is mithya how do the two interact <laughs> what kind of interaction will be there if you want to know how they they interact you have to see uh, you have to write a treatise on the relationship between what you know the uh, uh, yourself and your shadow how do you and your shadow interact so now what kind of a relationship can the cause and the effect have what kind of a connection can there be with the cause and the effect and i said it's a similar relationship th- that you have with your shadow <laughs> you are the one who casts the shadow and the shadow follows along you don't have to give the shadow any time of the day so to speak and sometimes the shadow is long sometimes it is short sometimes it is stocky fat sometimes it is very lean and thin it doesn't matter it simply is and so it's a similar relationship and you know that is from the standpoint of the cause but from the standpoint of the effect the cause becomes great because the effect depends upon the cause and so the name for this karana 
is the, the name for this Chaitanya Atma, this consciousness that is manifest in the form of the cause is called Ishvara, Brahman or Ishvara. Brahman, Ishvara, they are synonyms. Because we cannot account for this Jagat. When we look around, we, see, we don't see the author of the Jagat. We don't see the author of the Jagat as a separate entity. But the author of the Jagat is very much there, you know, woven in the fabric of the universe, so to speak. Because wherever, wherever there is Mithya, there alone is Sat. You can see that, you know, because everything resolves into existence. Flower is, okay then, flower was, but we, we say wilted flower is. Flower is gone. And even when we say is gone, we are constrained to use the word is. Wilted flower is, dried flower is, gone flower is, absent flower is, compost is, another, you know, tree, flower tree or a flower bush is. So the is continues and the is is sat along with, you know, some embellishment, name and form. And what kind of an embellishment it is? It's a dispensable, disposable <laughs> embellishment. A biodegradable embellishment which just, you know, goes away without, it comes and goes without really doing anything to the sat. Sat alone is and the embellishments come and go. But if the whole Jagat is an embellishment on Sat, if we can take this uh, imagery and go a little further, the entire Jagat, we say, is an embellishment upon Sat, so to speak. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Then what kind of an embellishment is it? It is the kind of embellishment which is, you know, which, which is an intelligent embellishment. This embellishment is nothing but the manifestation of the Sat as the Jagat. The whole Jagat is, is, is nothing but Sat. It is manifest. And this whole Jagat alone is, is what is called, you know, the effect Karya in relation to Karana, which is Jagat Karanam Brahma, which is Bhagavan. It's an intelligent embellishment, an intelligent manifestation because along with the Sat, the Chit is also in operation because everything that exists is all knowledge. Flower is, flower knowledge is. The flower is-ness cannot be divested from the flower knowledge because when you say something exists, it's all knowledge. Whole Jagat is knowledge of this Satchit Atma, which is infinitely spread without undergoing any change. This is the whole, you know, understanding. And so the Jagat is, is manifest in the form of intelligent laws. That's why it is, uh, it is so uh, wonderful. That's why it is so wonderful because even though it is mithya, the whole jagat, it's not erratic. It's an intelligent manifestation in the form of so many laws. <laughs> even the in-laws and outlaws are part of the law of the jagat. <laughs> 
so many laws because that's why one can revel in the jagat one can study the jagat the scientist studying the jagat you know the newton when newton you know was sitting under the apple tree and apple falls you know it's already there he did not uh, he did not invent the law of gravity he merely acknowledged it gave it a name and codified it that's all he did so in that sense he is a sage because he is knowledgeable because he had the he had the space to understand that here is a, is a law that is happening all the time so you know the law of gravity pre existed newton otherwise there would be no newton his mother and father would be floating around somewhere you know uh, because there was no gravity so gravity is is given the whole jagat is given the laws are given everything is given the question is of course <laughs> where is this this entity called the giver no but you said everything comes from satchidatma yes but where is this satchidatma no you said it is me yes it is you you know it is you definitely but what kind of a you a you that is endowed with ichha shakti gyana shakti kriya shakti a you that is endowed with with the shakti with the power to create with the power to sustain the power to resolve and take back all the names and forms that are not no more needed that are obsolete that don't don't have any function in the universe to withdraw those names and forms and those manifestations and to bring forth new manifestations all this requires a creative power endowed with the creative power this satchidatma is called ishvara this is what it is and that's why the knowledge of the swarupa is is not enough for moksha for understanding that i am free because immediately you know even though i know that i am satchidatma i feel like i'm living in a universe where i don't call any of the shots i don't call you know first i was going to say all the shots but really speaking what shots do i call really i don't call any of the shots think about it what is in your control nothing even the food you eat you know can easily miss and go into the wind pipe landing the person in the hospital but that doesn't happen you know there is a law that even when that happens there is another law operating usually the law of karma and so the whole jagat is manifest in the form of these laws and these laws we don't say are mandated by what we call ishvara the one who is a wielder of these shaktis we say ishvara is a manifestation is manifest in the form of these laws wherever there are laws there is ishvara and so therefore you know what you know what is my place my means this same chaitanya atma endowed with the shaktis too because i too can create i too can withdraw i too can you know take back i too can sustain what you know small little things <laughs> i can sustain a job yeah i can sustain you know 
previously unemployable now i got a job you know i can sustain i don't have to i shouldn't talk back to the people in authority i should just uh, you know go on time i can sustain and i can take back something as well i can i can create <laughs> what can you create <laughs> i can create confusion <laughs> that's about it you know <laughs> so so the power to create is there the power to sustain is there even with this individual you know the atma in the form of this chaitanya atma which is you know kaya karana sanghata avachinna chaitanya atma and an atma a conscious you know all knowledge sat in the form of this atma endowed or embellished by the body mind sense complex so an atma that is identified with the body mind sense complex can also create but since the body is limited its creative power and potential is limited it can also sustain but then it runs out of patience because it has a tiny mind you know gone it can also withdraw but what can it withdraw it can withdraw all its money from the bank account that's about it so it really doesn't have that much shakti it has an inhibited shakti and the shakti is the fact that the shakti is inhibited is mithya because the shakti is being channeled through a limited uh, body mind sense complex a limited name and form and so the shakti which is all shakti all powerful uh, power you know it appears to be limited and you know uh, swami parmarthanand ji one of the um, you know disciples of uh, pujya swami ji who teaches in chennai uses one uh, example to to talk about this he talks about electricity which is you know there in a big transformer in which is supplying power to the many neighborhoods and then what you know it is there it is got all the skull and crossbones and it is there in in a in a barbed wire fencing and everything nobody should go near it and it's a big place where the electricity is held and then the electricity comes to your house in the form of a small led lamp you know what is the difference between that and this no difference it is electricity nonetheless but the name and the form of this small you know night lamp which is our bedside lamp that you use for for reading before going to bed you know it's got a small little capacity to just you know uh, you know manifest or broadcast this inhibited light as opposed to you know as opposed to the sun as opposed to that big uh, container of uh, you know the, the 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 transformer which is holding and sending the electricity to various parts so it's like that it's the it's the whole you know the uh, the body mind sense complex you know through which the atma is articulating itself appears to have certain limitations which the atma as though takes on because it is as though in association with it that's all it is because what kind of an association is it mithya association 
and so therefore i have a feeling of limitation and that notion of limitation alone is the problem alone is the feeling of you know leading to insecurity leading to fears leading to tears and leading to feeling i am abandoned and since i am so insecure and limited therefore i have to catch hold of the coat tails of a shrestha in order to be somebody or something i need that you know this is something which is uh, which is something to be looked at and so this what we call bhagavan is that chaitanya atma alone endowed with you know uninhibited upadhi a mind that is not a mind really it's all knowledge without needing a container just like the sun is all light without a container limitless light and whereas the moon you know it has only this much of a mass and because of the distance and everything it just reflects that light so that's the difference between the so called jiva ishvara jiva ishvara yoho bheda the the difference is mithya the difference is mithya because that which causes the difference what is that that which causes the difference the status of being a karana causes the difference between jiva and ishvara because jiva cannot say i am jagat karana ishvara says okay i have created everything and then you know that is what causes the difference but the difference is mithya so to speak because that whole creation is in keeping with the jiva's karma really and the whole creation follows a protocol follows a plan and really speaking you know ultimately when we come to um, understanding vedanta in its full glory you know there is no talk about creation at all because we get tired of saying creation 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 putting heavy apostrophes what creation the the, the srishti is in your drishti yes creation is 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 your uh, you know own limited vision the inability to transcend the names and forms and just look at sat is what you know makes one confront the creation as though it's an entity separate from oneself but when we see this the creation you know when we understand this vision the creation is non separate from you it doesn't have to be dismissed it doesn't have to be you know like i said unlike you know artha dhyasa uh, you know it doesn't go away i talked about two kinds of superimpositions the first kind is what is 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 like the rope snake when you see the snake erroneously and when the error is corrected the snake slithers away from where it came from your own notions correct yeah the snake slithers away but then what happens you know the uh, you know then if you talk about sunset it's a very different thing you know that the sun is not setting and that's not what's what's causing the colors and the sun is not going inside the water you you know that you know but still you can enjoy the sunset because as soon as you know that it's the earth that is moving around the sun the perception of the sunset doesn't go away doesn't get altered 
So this is what is Jnana Dhyasa, a superimposition which is removed by knowledge, not actually, you don't have to physically remove the Jagat. Cognitively, you, you understand the Jagat in a different light, in the light of the fact that all that is here is, is a projection, a manifestation of the Satchid Atma, which is you. But a you that is endowed with endless power and a you with a different epithet called Ishvara. This is what we have to see. And then the relationship between the Jiva and Ishvara has to be understood. Because really speaking, there cannot be a relationship. Jiva alone is, is revealed as Ishvara in the light or in, in the wake of this understanding. But till then, we have to have a relationship. <laughs> Absolutely. We have to have a relationship because you cannot negate that relationship. Because here is the karana, jagat karanam brahma. And what am I? I am subject to the vagaries and the rules of this karana. Ah, I am subject to this karana. And I am subject to these laws. I am subject to everything that is given. And all the laws that are there, I have to, I have to deal with because I am affected. And what do you, what do you mean when you say I am affected? I am affected means my body is affected, my mind is affected, my senses are affected, my life is affected, my loved ones are affected, my life goals are affected. And as long as my identity is vested with all these things, then that's why I say I am affected. So I have to have a certain, you know, a certain way of seeing this. This is something which is missed. This is totally missed in the number of traditions. Because they are able to see that this is a creation. This is Karya. Where is the Karana? Karana not seen here. Karana is in a different location. Where? Heaven. You know? Then why did God, why is God in heaven? <laughs> because heaven is a wonderful place. So then what about the earth? A terrible place. Horrible place. I mean, look at the mosquitoes. Look at people who behave like mosquitoes. At best they are annoying. Eee, they come in the, you know, near the ear and they are whining all the time. At worst they take a bite out of you constantly, you know. And so, you know, all these, you know, bugs and all these, you know, bug-like people and all these, uh, you know, global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it. And then there's this big headache of this and that. And, you know, this Jagat is, is, is terrible. Then why aren't you in heaven? Why are you here? <laughs> oh, that I don't know. <laughs> It's the mystery of God, Bhagavan's mystery, God's mystery that I'm here. I don't know why I'm here, you know. But actually my home is not here, my home is there. Oh, okay. So then why don't you go there? I can't go there, I have to, I have to die first. You know, I suppose I have to be good, I have to do a few good things and then I have to say I'm saved and then I have to die and after dying only, I can go to heaven. And that is the a lot of people, even in the Hindu tradition, that is the concept of moksha. Moksha means death. Death means you go and sit close to Bhagavan. You know? 
as though Bhagavan has no other, you know, work other than to have all these chipku jivas. Chipku means these uh, sticky velcro jivas, you know, leaning upon Bhagavan and wanting that. <laughs> so this, if, if and if heaven is, is is your place, then why are you here? Oh, that I don't know. Then why don't you go? I can't go until I die. You know, this is so, but, but then you really say that you're not happy here. Yes, I'm not happy here. Not so really if you understand the knowledge portion of the Vedas. In the Karma Kanda, the moksha is seen as, you know, oneness uh, and everything. But still, there is a place called Svarga, which is beguiling. Come, ajao, ajao, be with me, be with me, be with me. This Svarga is very, very beguiling. <laughs> And so, a lot of effort is put to go there after death. So, when do you put the effort? You put the effort now in order to get there. Do you go there? No idea. But is there such a place as heaven? No idea because it's a non-verifiable belief. Can you go there? Non-verifiable belief. Once you go there, will you be happy there? Non-verifiable, you know, fact. You, can't, you don't know non-verifiable and once you go there what will happen Bhagavad Gita says you enjoy a few concerts and you come back <laughs> you know what goes must come back why because the problem has not been resolved and the problem is that of this you know identifying as this small being with a lot of insecurities and looking looking for some you know respite and trying to trying to overcome this problem of insecurity centered on the self that is why this that this problem is not resolved vapas jao you come back kshine punye ninth chapter of the bhagavad gita says martya lokam vishanti you come back so therefore this is you know this is not a one time thing in the hindu tradition because you cannot take out anything from the universe, you cannot add anything to, from the to the universe, you cannot destroy anything in the universe, you can only transform it. And this is, to, this is with regard to the, all the names and forms. What about the conscious being who is observing the names and forms? What makes you think that the conscious being comes to an end? The conscious being also doesn't come to an end. Vasam sijirnani yathavihaya Just like you throw off an old t-shirt that is no longer, you know, wearable because it is very holy, <laughs> full of holes, you throw it off and you wear a new one. So too when the body has, you know, finished its job, it too is cast off and a new body is taken. Why? Because the conscious being doesn't come to an end. This is what the whole thing is. And so, really speaking, you know, even though a relationship between the Jiva and Ishvara is not possible because really Jiva is Ishvara. But pending the gain of this knowledge, the relationship is not only possible but is extremely desirable and very, very essential to cultivate, especially in the light of this verse that we are seeing. You know, it's not only possible. Why is it possible? Because we are operating on the level, the mithya level of duality. 
ensconced in mithya even though one is in the process of knowing there remain certain shadow areas in the mind of vagueness doubt and error how can i be bhagavan who is this bhagavan why you know what is if i am bhagavan why should i pray all these ideas all these thoughts everything is there and so because of this doubt because of this vagueness because of this these errors the knowledge is not completely assimilated one can say one can no longer say i don't you know i don't know one can one can also not say i know one can say i have knowledge but i'm in the process of knowing i'm in the process of dropping these doubts i'm in the process of gaining clarity so while in the process of gaining clarity you know one thing becomes very clear that all coming back to this verse that all the shreshthas that you relied on starting with mummy and daddy yeah that's where you have to begin starting with mummy and daddy all the shreshthas have only served to disappoint this becomes very evident all you have to do is live a few years to understand that and if you haven't understood that get married you will definitely understand the meaning of disappointment really <laughs> because <laughs> not that the marriage itself is disappointing but there is a lot of expect expectation on the significant other that is put and the significant other you know also has expectations that you know they have put on you and it's inevitably disappointing because nobody can do uh, nobody can do all that or be all that they cannot they just simply cannot you cannot have a dream spouse only in the dream you can have yeah <laughs> so so the so the disappointment keeps mounting mummy daddy onwards and the and the and this disappointed child you know grows to be 90 but yet this jiva baby is still disappointed this disappointed jiva baby you know grows to be 90 toothless hairless you know what is senseless you know earless sightless and then what ram naam satya hai goes goes away and then comes back again another jiva body another same jiva in another body same jiva comes comes to the world crying crying disappointed disappointed <laughs> what happened this this time around <laughs> you know first it looked at its mummy and said mummy this is wonderful mummy she's like a goddess she's great and the mummy happened to be a teenage mummy you know young and uh, she didn't know how to hold this fellow and dropped him down the flight of stairs and he was never the same after that <laughs> you know big disappointment scarred for life you know a whole uh, you know lifetime of therapy it will take to to reconcile with this with this fact that the that the one that this child trusted completely dropped it down the flight of stairs Oh no! Maybe the daddy is the savior. So let me go after daddy. Yes, go after daddy if you can find him. You know, mummy erratic, daddy unavailable. You know, mummy manipulative, daddy narcissistic. You know, like this. This is just an endless, you know, endless uh, 
assault on one's trust. Ah, this is what it is. It's an endless assault on the jivas, you know, search for the perfect person to rely on. Because that perfect person, this Purusha, is, is, is the searcher, is the seeker herself. The seeker herself is the sought. So that Purusha alone is that one. The one who is seeking, but not knowing, seek, 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 you know, and then gets dejected, life after life after life. And that's why this, this role model becomes a huge need, you know, to counter the disappointment because there is some hope. There must be some perfection. There must be an individual I can rely on. There must be some entity somewhere, somehow that I can rely on and that will not let me down that hope is there because that and the hope is there because it is indeed a possibility except you are looking in the wrong place <laughs> it is you <laughs> ultimately it is you yeah but I, I know you're, you've been telling me that last two days it's me, it's me, it's all Atma, 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 Atma but somehow I still haven't overcome the longing for that, to relate to that perfect person and to to rely on that perfect person. In the Hindu tradition, what we do is, you know, you know, we don't tell this jiva that you know you are just a miserable bunch of transference. I mean, that's all you are. From childhood, you have been transferring all your hopes and sorrows and desires on to mummy, daddy, and you know, spouse and everybody. And you are just a, you are just a, you know, you are just a bundle of misperceptions, missed perception, wrong perception. We don't do that. In fact, we take the transference <laughs> and it's a very beautiful, beautiful thing. Listen carefully, understand this. Because we take this very, you know, penchant or rather I should say, this, this addiction towards this projection because the, the human mind is always projecting. We talked about that earlier. So we take this penchant for a projection and put it on a place which, which can never disappoint, which takes in all projections and it transcends that also. So we take the projection and direct the projection towards Ishvara and in our tradition that is called prayer. Huh? That is what it is. Prayer is nothing but or meditation or prayer, some sadhana. The sadhana is nothing but what? But projecting on to Bhagavan your fears, hopes and sorrows. And since Bhagavan is that which is the cause of everything, and the buck stops there, yeah. You know? The buck stops there because where else will you go? Other than the cause of the universe, you take it to the you take your petition to the highest possible place and you take your search for the Shreshta to the highest possible place. Ah, Bhagavan. And that's why in our tradition, you know the the uh, form and name of Bhagavan, the various names and forms become very important. 
because if i have to relate to a shreshtha i have if i have the need to look up to somebody in my life they should exist number 1 i should find them pleasant to follow number 2 i should you know be able to talk to them relate to them and i should be able to see that they are also relating to me number 3 these are the basic things in a in a relationship so how are you going to do that with satchidananda atma you can't do that you can't do that because if you say you know are you whole it cannot even say yes <laughs> so therefore you have to invoke that satchidananda atma invested with that creative power from the standpoint of this creative power when you invoke then the fun comes then along with so many names and forms that are manifest in the universe and each and every one is nothing but bhagavan you are free to invoke bhagavan in any name any form any function that you choose but this is a very important thing to do because without this you know the transformation cannot take place because one is forever stuck in the in the what is that the mud of disappointment so the 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 what is that called the wheel is stuck in this quick sand of disappointment it doesn't go any further there is a there is a disconnect a complete disconnect and in order for this disconnect to 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 interrupt this disconnect this is a very important strategy connect to bhagavan in the form of shreshtha going back to you know valmiki's questions kon vasmin kon vasmin sampratam loge loke gunavan kashchaviryavan धर्मज्ञश्च कृतज्ञश्च सत्यवाक्यो दृढव्रतः चारित्रेशचुको युक्तः सर्वभूतेशुको हितः विद्वान् कक्कसमर्थश्च कश्चैकप्रियदर्शनः ब्यूटीफुल सो ऑल दीस कैरेक्टरिस्टिक्स आर लोकेटेड इन अ पर्सन कॉल्ड लॉर्ड रामा हु वॉक्ड दिस अर्थ इन द फॉर्म ऑफ एन अवतारा and who had all these you know characteristics who was strong who was you know compassionate who was who and not even was because when narada and valmiki are talking is who is strong who is compassionate who i can relate to and this is what is needed for this shreshtha complex to go for this messiah complex i need to be saved you know better project that need to the place you know where actually it can have some effect because when you project that need to the significant other and say please save me the significant other says you save me first then i will see what to do <laughs> you know i once was walking um, somewhere you know and oh in italy and i saw this uh, i was taking a little walk very nice uh, what is that called wine yard and i was just walking and seeing all these grapes and everything very beautiful i was just taking a walk in a small village in italy and then i saw that on a on a compound wall these two cats were there sunning themselves and so one of them you know offered its head for it to be cleaned and licked and you know scratched and the other cat nicely did a thorough job and washed this this uh, fellow and then the the first cat thought okay now it must be my turn it went and put its head you know close 
to the mouth of the other cat thinking now I'll get a nice massage. <laughs> you know nice uh, massage with and i'll enjoy this sun and the other cat just went like that <laughs> batted it off the ledge fell down actually it almost fell down and so it's like that you know that's what happens <laughs> you know when you when you rely on a friend you rely on the significant other you know show me the way and then what they are themselves lost it's like the, you know, andhe naiva niya manaha yatha andha. There is no shreshtha there. There is only andha. It's as though, you know, the, uh, the Kathopanishad says, you know, dandramya manaha pariyanti mudhaha andhe naiva niya manaha yatha andha. You know, so the leader is blind or blinded by so many, you know, things. But here in this story, the leader doesn't know where he or she is going. So she says, come on, follow me, because has some kind of a, you know, need to be followed. Follow me. Okay. <laughs> so everybody is following, going, going, going. And then what happens? The leader falls into a ditch. Everybody falls into a ditch. Fadar, fadar, fadar. They all fall on top of the leader. And then the leader says, see, I fell first so that I could break everybody else's fall. Everybody had a soft landing pad because they landed on me. <laughs> and then the leader gets up and dusts herself and goes further. And then the followers also go because they have a lot of Shraddha. And for them, the leader is the Shreshtha. And so they follow this, you know, quote unquote Shreshtha who cannot see but they themselves cannot see so they can they, they don't know that the Shreshtha cannot see and then this time the, the 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 leader walks into a tree you know and then everybody walks into the same tree and then says and the leader then you know covers it up by saying it was your karma <laughs> you had to have a little fall let us go now every the, the, the nice thing is everybody is lost together that's all it is called samsara you know, Swayam, you know, Swayam Dhiraha, you know, Panditam Manyamanaha, they, you know, they are all, they, they, they consider themselves Buddhiman, they consider themselves Dhiras and Pandits, but they are incapable of leading. So, really speaking, the guidance and everything comes from Bhagavan because everything is given from there itself. So what I have to do is forge a relationship. Forge a relationship and you know and and see how to overcome this this crisis of leadership because really speaking you know the neta the leader is Bhagavan and and this Bhagavan is invoked from the standpoint of the hapless, hopeless, helpless disappointed uh, you know and disenchanted jiva who is connecting to bhagavan and in and bhagavan is loaded as the altar of that which is infallible so finally the word infallible has come <laughs> we don't say bhagavan is infallible because that's one more setup Mummy was infallible until she dropped me down the flight of stairs daddy was infallible until you know he he lost me in a fair. This is what happens, you know, there are these big fairs and then there's always this lost and found booth and a child, a crying child is brought and then the people who are, you know, uh, uh, taking care of the booth, they say to the child, 
oh honey are you lost the child says no i am right here <laughs> i am not lost my parents are lost yeah this is what it is because the parents were lost in the fair you know they were lost in seeing something or the other and did not think about the child and when the child slipped away they were not able to see in the crowd and this is what happens and so really speaking the jiva is lost and so the jiva has to you know retraced retraced its steps steps by discovering the infallible as bhagavan because if i say inf- bhagavan is infallible we are making a mistake because the concept of bhagavan is infallible as long as bhagavan fulfills all my desires give me money oh some big uh, you know treasure chest full of gold dropped from the ground ah you are infallible oh bhagavan you know give me some nice uh, things to eat a five course meal just suddenly manifested oh bhagavan you are great now give me world domination nothing happens oh you are an idiot oh bhagavan you see how this can become a setup from the standpoint of the jiva if you call bhagavan infallible it is no different than you know putting that transference on to mummy daddy and all the other authority figures thinking that they are perfect leaders shrethas and they are going to tell you what to do and you are never going to be in in any problem after this because that infallibility was put on on them you know it was a projection and so we are not going to make that mistake here that's why the shastra does not reveal you know uh, bhagavan as infallible but look at it turn it on its head turn that statement on its head yatra yatra infallibility vartate tatra tatra bhagavad darshanam wherever we encounter something you cannot alter that itself is the altar of bhagavan that's why it's called altar <laughs> that which you cannot alter is the altar that is called bhagavan that which you cannot alter is is infallible that which is beyond your power is what is called infallible that which is completely um, what is that um, predictable in the form of a law each and every time that is what is called infallible so wherever i am in touch with this infallibility that is my altar that is the that is what is bhagavan and you don't need to go far to see what is infallible you see the fallibility of your own body as infallible the body has become suddenly ishwarized like the window is weatherized for the winter the body is ishwarized the mind is ishwarized senses are ishwarized jagat is ishwarized all the things in the jagat are ishwarized mummy the one that dropped you at the age 3 months ishwarized मात्र देवो भव पितृ देवो भव आचार्य देवो भव अतिथि देवो भव ऑल ऑफ देम आर ईश्वराइज्ड आचार्य टीचर ईश्वराइज्ड फादर ईश्वराइज्ड ऑल अथॉरिटी फिगर्स ईश्वराइज्ड एनीथिंग दैट ड्रॉप्स इन लाइक इवन अ गेस्ट विदाउट प्रायर नोटिस्ड अतिथि ईश्वराइज्ड एंड इन ईश्वराइज्ड मींस व्हाट आई सी दिस एज इनफैलिबल i see this as infallible and in this infallibility i you know put put down 
or subsume all my fallibility. Nibhagahantvai mrijeswaha Hey Bhaga, Tvai nimrije, I drown in you, I cleanse myself in you. You become the placid lake for the cleansing of all my disenchantment and disappointments because you know you are in you become incapable of disappointing why not because you are you know catering to every need like a butler you know yes sir what do you want now sir yes madam no it's not that bhagavan is catering to my every need but in this cognitive cognitive shift of seeing what bhagavan is I have come a long way and I have understood that whatever is there in my life, you know, is, 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 a, is a manifestation of Bhagavan's infallibility. That infallibility is alone manifest as this failing body, as this never mind mind, as the senseless senses, as the significant other, as anything in this universe even as the longing for something perfect. All this is Ishwarized in turning the, the, the sentence on its head. Bhagavan is infallible? No, it's a dangerous proposition. A proposition that just continues samsara. That wherever there is infallibility is the presence of Bhagavan. This is a statement of knowledge. This is the statement of knowledge. Because now I become ready to discover this Bhagavan and to understand this Bhagavan and, and now I can do some, you know, actually some uh, proper projections. You know, not the improper projection. Because, uh, you know, continuing with the improper projection just uh, uh, continues the samsara. Because that's what I'm doing in the life. But here I'm doing a proper projection. You are the whole, yes, you know, it happens to be correct. You are the source of everything, yes. You are the cause of the universe, yes. True, because that which is infallible, that which is infinite, is not going to get flattered by a few words of praise. Whether And whether those words of praise are directed at it, you know, it doesn't matter because the infinite plus a few words of praise, Sahasranama is not going to change. Infinite minus the few words of praise are not going to change. The words of praise, the words of relating are for me, are for me to discover the truth of myself. And so therefore, uh, I told you that that which cannot be altered becomes the altar of surrender. And so what to do with this altar of surrender? You know, and why surrender? Because some I have to wave the white flag. Bhagavan is not going to wave the white flag. Yeah, but why not? I want Bhagavan to wave the white flag. Because Bhagavan doesn't want anything. Yeah. And what about you? You know, I want everything. That is the problem. My wants... You know, my my desires come in the way of of uh, especially desires that that are very very addictive and binding in nature, without which I don't feel I can survive. Those kinds of desires come in the way of understanding myself as Bhagavan, of dropping the need to be taken care of, 
dropping the need to be saved, all this, those desires come in the way. And that is what has to be offered in the form of a prayer to the altar. And in this offering, you know, there is a lot of uh, possibilities and potential. And, you know, we'll be seeing that, you know, in the, in the next class, in the evening class. So I'll stop here. We have talked a lot. And uh, we will continue with this uh, in the evening class. Om Purnamadav Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamibhavashishyate Om Shanti Shanti Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om